Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. So welcome back. This is KT Thomas for KT's Money Matters, helping you figure out strategies to help you advance your finances in a way that doesn't destroy everything else that you're trying to do. I mean, one of the things about money is that sometimes if it becomes the focal point of everything, it can actually get in the way of all the other things. So I asked my guest today to help us talk about overcoming adversity and obstacles that stop people from getting ahead. John Twoskins had some real experience in this. In fact, he's risen to the top of his field as a coach, a professional speaker, an author, and a top-ranked podcaster. His ability to clearly analyze almost any business situation and provide clear, actionable steps to create a path to success is what makes John an incredible leader. Well-versed on what it takes to be financially stable, which of course you know is my passion, making great decisions to keep businesses in the black, and a whole host of other things. John, thanks for showing up at the show today. Thanks, KT. Appreciate you having me on the show. What do you want to talk about today? So, you know, I wanted to focus on what it is that gets in people's ways, you know, how they sort of get themselves off track. So both professionally, when I think about business owners or people that are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs, you know, I spent some time and I was looking at your book, The Think Big Movement, you know, grow your business big, very big. I think that a lot of people approach being self-employed with this idea that they're going to be able to do this great thing because they know how to... ABC, and they're going to be able to make money doing that, working for themselves. But having been self-employed for 25 years, I understand that it's not about that at all. But I thought I'd get it from somebody else's perspective. You've had a very successful career. And so let's talk a little bit about what you think about when you think about what's the right thing for people to be thinking about as they go into business. Sure. Really good questions and shouldn't be taken lightly because I think that is the bedrock question that everybody needs to ask themselves, not only when they're starting a business, but also consistently throughout their career and through the year when they're running their business and growing. I think if I could, I'd like to talk in pretty simple terms. So if I could really narrow it down and zoom in, I think first and foremost, no matter what you've done, you can never believe your own PR. That's number one, because you got to kind of really look at things in it with a very clean slate and see what's really going on and where your market share is and where your mind share can be. And I think that starts with the very first thing that everybody needs to do. And it amazes me, KT, how many people don't do it is actually create a business plan. So whether it's you asked for personal and, and or business, you know, whether it's a personal plan or a business plan, and just mapping something out with very specific goals that are very measurable and how you're going to do something, it amazes me how many people don't have a plan. And number two is once you create the plan, you must be consistent in executing the plan. And that lack of consistency is, I think, a big place where people begin to fall short. You know, business is a very aggressive sport and you have to be consistent and you have to be consistent off your plan. And your plan has to be anchored in the bedrock of your mission statement, your values, and lead you where you're going. You know, that's an excellent point. One of the things that I always find is people will say to me, oh, I want to start a business so that I can work from home. I can have more time. A lot of times it's built around this idea of the work-life balance, or it's about control, right? Being able to be in control of everything. 
And sometimes people say to me, they, they want to start a business. And I think to myself, oh, this person should never start a business. I think it's sometimes there's like a core of what people are. How do you feel about that? Is it, can you teach somebody to be, be an entrepreneur or is it just innate? Or is it just within them? You know, I get asked that question a bunch, actually. And I think you are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer it like a politician. I'm not really going to give an answer. But <laughs> I think you are innately born an entrepreneur. You have the DNA with a level of risk that you can take that is just different from other people. But I think there's a lot of people out there who also want to be an entrepreneur, but they need the proper entrepreneur business partner. And finding the right business partner, I think, is really difficult to do. So I think you really need to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, am I the type of entrepreneur that can be a solo entrepreneur or do I need a business partner to grow the business? I've had businesses where I've had two business partners and I have had businesses, my business now, which is just me. And so it really depends on that. You can also be a side entrepreneur. What I mean by that is there's some people that just aren't willing to take the risk, but they have this creative energy within them. So they have a full-time job, but they do it something on the side. And whether it is you know, a little bit of consulting or maybe a thing on Etsy or maybe something online where they're selling certain services or books or products, you know, it's, I think, I think you, can, you can have it all. You just have to know what type of level of entrepreneur you want to be. You know, my sister-in-law always calls it the side hustle. Yeah. You know, the second way or the third <laughs> way that you make a living mm-hmm. and how popular that's become you know, in the last half a dozen years where people are really, I don't know if it's technology or the platform, but people really are out there trying to do a little bit more. But, you know, a lot of times I see companies that get stuck, meaning that they've been, you know, cranking it out the same way, or maybe the market has been changing against them and they have just not been able to keep up. And so do you have some tips for people that get stuck? Yeah, I think when you get stuck, and this is this is not a prom- a promotion for me by any means, but a lot of times those people need to get somebody in there with a different set of eyes and ears, and they need to get a coach because they need somebody to kind of shake them up and get them moving. And or if you, they decide not to do that, they have to commit to a process of reinvention and evolution, and they need to put that into their day to day. And I think a lot of times when companies get stuck, it's really the people that are making it stuck because a lot of times they're the wrong people and or they're the owner of the company that's just feeling stuck because they've been doing something for so long, they're just feeling stale. And so, you know, they start to get stale and they becoming so just bored with their own day to day and their passion that once was their passion now becomes their prison. And so they need somebody to shed a new perspective on on the business and help them get unstuck. It's really hard to get unstuck on your own. So whether it's a coach, whether it's a mentor, somebody that is going to push you to the next level. Otherwise, I think it's hard just to do on your own without spinning your wheels. I see a lot of people spinning their wheels. You know, I've been in I've been in business for a long time myself, and over the years my business has had to evolve and change because for a number of reasons. I mean, market conditions have changed, technology has changed. You know, I mean, I started my business when you used to call people up and ask to be invited over to their house. Yeah. And people said yes. I mean, right. you know, <laughs> this right. is the 90s. Today they'd be like, you know, calling the police. And first right. of all, they wouldn't be answering the phone. And then if they did, they'd be calling the police or putting themselves on the do not do not call list or whatever. So it's a very different business and investments have become very sophisticated over the last you know 15 years, especially that things are just night and day. And if you decided that you were going to not evolve, then you're like a Neanderthal. 
Yeah. And I think that that's really difficult to decide that you're not going to be that anymore. So if you've been, you know, sort of camping on your business for a while, taking the easy money and it's been rolling along, it's a little less and less and less. And you say to yourself, well, I could work a little harder. I could change it. But like on your point, most people can't really change it on their own. Well, and also it's, you know, it's like you said earlier about your, I think it was your sister-in-law, this calls it the side hustle. You know, I call it a side entrepreneur, but it is easier today to start a business and compete with someone than ever before with technology, with, with so many other things that you mentioned earlier. So if you're not evolving, then you're actually going backwards. And it does. It may not feel it until all of a sudden your competitors come, and you and you're like, wait, what? What just happened? How did we lose this business? How did we lose the market share? How did we lose our edge? Well, you lost your edge because you weren't paying attention. And when you get stuck, it's hard to pay attention because your your just your 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 senses are off, and so you need somebody to to remind you of what those senses are and wake you up. I find that a lot of times when people get stuck, they're just not aware, and it's like they're walking through their days sleeping. And, and that's a problem. You know, I find from a personal finance position too, that people get stuck in jobs all the time where the owners of the business or the leaders in the business have no real vision and they're afraid to go out and look for another job and maybe risk that seniority position to go find something that might be interesting, might pay better, might have more upside potential. And that financially over your lifetime, all those decisions not to actually step up can add up to be quite a bit of money over someone's lifetime that they really didn't get for themselves mm-hmm. because they were trying to play the inside game or the safe game. And really what they were doing is they were in the wrong game the whole time. I love the quotes, play to win, don't play not to lose. Right. And, you know, it's like I said, you know, business is an aggressive sport. It's not, there's nothing easy about it. But if you go through your whole life playing not to lose, then in my opinion, you at some point will look back with regret. And if you are in that position, if you're listening right now and you think you're going to ultimately be in that position, you see yourself on that road, take time to create a plan. Come up with your own personal mission, your own vision, your own values of what you want for your life. I'm a big fan that if you do that and you orchestrate that and you map it out and you create what's in your head to be something physical, the universe will somehow put it in front of you. And then you have a good choice to make. So can you think about what, what you think about as the top couple of qualities that somebody should have to bring out the best in the people that they people that work for them and in their environment? You talk a lot about writing a business plan, but if there are other things that really make somebody really great yeah. at leading people. Well, I think one of the key things is that you want to, you know, I'm a big fan of you can't motivate people, but you sure can demotivate people. And a job of a leader is to inspire people to be their best and to empower them. And if there's one common thing that I see over and over and over again is, and it's a very simple thing. It is so simple. There is no reason anybody can't do it because it costs no money. And that is to remember to say thank you to people. It doesn't matter what their position is, how high or how low, thanking them and reminding them that they matter and letting them know how what they did impacted the bigger picture and letting people know the process of things and what's about to come and just being appreciative of people. So if you're leading people and you're not doing this, the biggest thing I hear from people is, I just don't feel appreciated. I don't feel like I matter. I, no one ever says thank you. I do all these huge projects, blah, blah, blah. Very silly things that they're not silly things. It's silly that it never had to happen if the leader just understood their power 
most leaders, many leaders don't understand the power that they hold, the influence that they hold, and they hold a lot of it. And with that comes a tremendous amount of responsibility to make people feel in the way that I just described. And let's face it, you've put your money where your mouth is. You've had a substantial amount of success over your career with a number of different businesses, including a very successful real estate business. Mm-hmm. So you you know how to do this and get this done. Let me ask you, what led you to want to do coaching? Well, I've wanted to do coaching since I was 18 years old, KT. <laughs> it was always my end game. When I was 18 years old, my dad gave me a set of tape sets by Brian Tracy called The Psychology of Success. And he said to me, I, yes. want, you to, I want you to start listening to these tapes. <laughs> I think you're the only other person that said it on a podcast. I listen to Brian Tracy myself. Oh, I love Brian. He's the best. I've seen him live a couple of times and he's great. So my dad gave me these tape sets. He said, I want you to listen to these. You'll learn more from these than you will college. My dad was a dentist who had his own practice. He was obsessed with these types of books and tapes. And from the moment I put the headsets, I'm going to be 46 this year, my headset of my Walkman on my ears, (laughs) I thought, wow. It, this was, it resonated to me to a point I thought, this is what I want to do for a living. But I was 18 years old. I hadn't even started college yet. And so I became obsessed. And there is not a day that's gone by since that day that I have not done some type of self-development, self-improvement every single day. I studied it like crazy, especially through college. I probably clocked more hours studying on my own these types of people and reading these books and listening to these tapes and going to the seminars. I mean, it was great. So I always wanted to do it. Always. When, when we started our internet company, I was responsible for growing the sales and doing the business plan and growing the salespeople and running Monday meetings. I was 23. But I was studying. I was learning from these people as I went because I didn't know anything. And then I got into real estate and, and continued to study these people. And I just always knew this is what I wanted to do. And so I was always pushing towards this as my end game. So I'm doing it now. I'm doing what I have dreamed to have done. And you know what's amazing is, is that I had this dream of starting this business and writing a book and doing keynotes and working with clients locally and around the country. And I have international clients as well. And you know, I just got back from speaking to the, you know, the innovation series at PayPal in, in Silicon Valley. So it's been an amazing business and it continues to be. And, and I love it. So my advice, I'm, do, I'm in alignment with exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing what I love and I feel like I'm, you know, in my purpose. Excellent. So John Dwaskin, author of The Think Big Movement, Grow Your Business Big, Very Big. Hey, John, thanks so much for taking time to spend today on my podcast. And if people want to listen to your podcast, how would they find it? Sure. I have a few podcasts. I have three, actually. I have one called Think Business. They can all be found on iTunes or on my website, johndwaskin.com. Think Business. I have another one called The 7-Minute Sales Minute, which I do with one of my best friends. It's a sales podcast, which is sales tips. And another one, which is called The Think Big Movement Podcast, which is a compliment to my book. Thank you so much for listening to us today. You'll find more information on the show notes, obviously, if you're looking for copies of this or links to my book, The Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money. Thanks for listening and we'll tune in again soon. Thanks, KT. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.